Class is in session. Your most unconventional class. She talks all things, all subjects. It's the interdisciplinary podcast, hosted by your favorite doctor. This is what's the say with Doctor Kim Ray. Yes, so we are just here. We're sitting here right now with with a man. This this man, this young man is uh well, he's known as uh Travis P. Jackson to a lot of people, but to me, he's a friend and he is a um, you know, a leader in the community, and he's doing a lot of amazing things as it relates to HBCUs. Now, what's an HBCU? An HBCU is a historically black college and university. And today, so I just want to introduce you to uh, this this guy here who's sitting with me, Mr. Travis P. Jackson. He is the CEO of uh, HBCU Pride Nation. And um, that's like an engaging online platform that kind of works with approximately like 250,000 followers. And you promote what? Connectivity, significance to, and the pride of HBCUs. And... Mm-hmm. Um, to increase positive awareness and uh, enrollment, right? Is that correct? Yes, what HBCU yes, Pride Nation is? Yes, Dr. Kim, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so HBCU Pride Nation, though, it's a, like, social media platform, right? And so it basically, uh, it, 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 it acts on impressions. And so, therefore, you're kind of an analyst. You're a social media analyst as well because you're looking at, like, how to, how to engage with people yeah. and young folks to, you know, kind of get them more active and understanding about the, the importance and the relevance of HBCUs. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That's, 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 that is so, so dope, you know? And so in addition to that, um, my, my man, Travis P, he is, he's also received a lot of accolades, right? You see, received top 30 under 30 for the African-American uh, entrepreneurs in Charlotte. Yep, by, uh, Black Chamber of Commerce. The Black Chamber of Commerce. And then you mm-hmm. got 30, top 30 under 30 by HBCU Buzz, right? Yep. Wow, that's, that's just, that's amazing. And then and I think you also were like some emergent leader of the year. For who? For uh, National Black College Alumni Hall of Fame. You better say that louder because that's a big deal. National Black College Alumni Hall of Fame. <laughs> and then, and then last year I was um, top 25 uh, black entrepreneurs um, by the U.S. Black Chamber of Commerce as well. What? Oh, wow. I didn't know that part. That's, that's, that's dope. That's something else to add. So, so some, some of the companies that you work for, tell us, a, like, you've worked for, well, HBC Pride Nation has been a social media marketing uh, service provider for, like, a Cracker Barrel, a Celebration Bowl. Yeah, uh, Cracker Barrel, Celebration Toyota. Bowl. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Honda. And, uh, Honda, Battle of the Bands, Ford. Like yep. uh, the CIAA, CIAA, um, so many brands. Yeah. Uh, you said you said the Celebration Bowl I as did. well, and then you we did some things with UNCF as well, and yeah. a couple of other. Yeah, awesome, 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 awesome. Uh, the other thing is you've actually had a, a spot on TV One, haven't you? You've been on TV, <laughs> uh, cable. We got you on in cable. The sister, oh, the, on cable. The sister Spectrum. circle, right? The that was the show. Circle. So you kind of yeah. talked about, you know, the same kind of things that uh, you're doing in the community and things like that. What was your conversation like there? The conversation was about what is HBCU Pride Nation? What is the Hillman experience? Why do I love HBCU so much? And it was around the time. It was homecoming week for them. So. Yes. Right. 
And and then my my brother. Now yes. you not only have done all of this, right? All of these accolades, but now here recently, one of your latest new endeavors is that you've engaged in politics. Now politics, uh, do we want to call it politics though? Um, I like to say community leadership. <laughs> That's what I like to say. Yeah. Uh, and it, it was I was just, and I was still doing social media. So I was a social media manager for James Mudgy Mitchell, uh -huh. who's city council at large, and then also helping our community officials understand how to utilize social media to reach their demographics, to reach their audiences, et cetera. Wow. Yeah. So, so, so you've tapped into a lot of like different areas as it relates to social media marketing. So you, mm -hmm. you, you, although you're like, you know, your main platform is HBCUs, your like talent and um, major like uh, career platform is social media and social marketing. media. Yeah. yeah. And, and so I know that you got your, your bachelor's and degrees in, you know, mass communication and you study yeah. uh, concentration in uh, public relations, public relations. Yes. Yeah. So, so it all aligns really, you know, like now you're getting into that public service side um, outside of just like volunteering and serving your community from your own mm -hmm. uh, capacity. So I think that that is so dope. I'm so out of breath just talking about how amazing you are. You got to say the school, though. You got to say the school that I so, got my so, degree so from. So what's, what's, your, what's your HBCU that you're They're illustrious North Carolina Agricultural and Technical State University. Uh-huh. And? Yes, yes. And Aggie, we say Pride. Aggie, Aggie Pride. Pride. Aggie Pride. <laughs> I'm a double Aggie too. So I'm. I, I, that's how we met, and through our uh, HBCU being uh, the A and T, the A and T. The A and T. So, um, I, I am uh, overwhelmed to have you with me on my first episode of this first season of What's the Say with Dr. Kim Ray. And so I want to get right into it because you. Okay. You, you clearly have the expertise, the experience that this show is trying to, uh, you know, bring on. And so um, Travis being my first guest, uh, I want to ask you this. Tell, yes, tell, us, tell us how all of the experiences that we just talked about, you know, all your accomplishments before you're literally even 30 years old, before you're even 30. Um, how do you feel about that being your journey? And what's like, you know, kind of like what you can share about your journey as it relates to being in HBCUs and to where you are today in your career and your path and, and, and even your passion today? Uh, when, when we talk about my journey, my HBCU started my journey. And while I was at ANT, I was involved in SGA. I was uh, vice president of student government, but I always had a way to connect and relate to other people. And even my freshman year, what I did, I went on campus the first week of freshman week and I knocked on every door, right? Knocked on wow. every door on the campus, knocked on every administration door, everybody. Yes. And I, I, I needed people to understand who I was. And that was me as a young, as a young man. Wow. And, then every, and, and, and all the things that I've, that I've done ever since has just been a culmination of that. But it's been the same strategy, which I'm starting to realize that the way that I network, the way that I connect with people, people see it as a skill. Yes. When I see it as a gift, like it's yes. just like that's 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 what I do. It's who you are. It's who I am. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I do it because I want to. I want people to understand that I'm here to serve. 
first yeah. and foremost, yeah. that I'm here to help make you better. Mm-hmm. And I'm a, I'm a real big energy person. Yes. So being able to be around the right energy. Yes. Sometimes it's been doors that I've knocked on and I've been around people and they ended up not being the right people that I needed at that time. But sometimes you right. got to be able to understand when it's time to cut and let go. Mm-hmm. Um, as well as with, I even moved to, I even moved to Miami after I graduated from college Yay! and, and I, and I was there, but I was still networking. I was still right. connecting. Right. I, could, I the, the the CEO of the nonprofit organization wanted me to be their personal social media manager. And, back then. Um, back, back then, like 2012. Yeah. And I, I think it's about being authentic. I think it's about understanding who you're talking to. And I think it's also about not trying to do everything, but being great at, at, at one or three things. Yeah. Like for me, it's young. It's, it's about the What youth. are your three things? It's about the youth. Mm-hmm. Uh, social media. No, matter of fact, it's it's the youth, uh-huh. black people, uh-huh. HBCUs wow. through the use of social media. Yes, yes, you got to yeah. be able to reach them. Yeah, you got to be able to reach them, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and also teach them as well. And teach because them. because social media is way more than posting. Yes, it's it's reading your analytics. It's oh wow, uh, creating your content and, and the content con- that you put on your page. You know is uh. It's, it's, it's relevant on a day-to-day mm-hmm. and throughout the day. You don't just post once a day. You post several times a day. So it's yeah. all got to be on point, on time, and even maybe even thinking one step ahead, right? One step ahead. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's, that's so true. Yeah. Like, like, like just, just now, um, we just saw 100 Black Lives Matter, uh, Black Lives Matter mask oh, wow. in, 15, in 15 minutes. What? Wow. On social media. Wow. And it's not even, uh, it's not even Juneteenth when, you know, everybody's been saying that they want to, but I guess you have to purchase in advance so that you're prepared for Juneteenth too, you know? No, but, like the, the mask about to be at my door today for me to ship out. Wow. Well, how come you ain't tell me about these? I ain't get no Black Lives Matter mask. <laughs> Dr. Kim Ray, I'm telling you now, Dr. Kim Ray. Oh, okay. Well, you got extras then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I'll let you know when the second batch ready. Oh, okay. Cool. 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 So let me ask you this though. So what's your, I, this is like the most, um, like you probably hear this question all the time. So it's probably an easy answer, but I think we want to, we want to start out with this. Like what makes an HBCU relevant? We're sitting here talking about, you know, black lives matters matter today. Um, but HBCUs have been around for obviously back when, before we could even go to um, a, a predominantly or traditionally, as I call them, white institution. And mm-hmm. so, you know, obviously HBCUs were needed back then. But so the question then becomes, oh, are they still relevant today? But now we're talking about Black Lives Matter today, which is a whole nother subject. But uh, what's your take on um, the value in an HBCU today? And is your degree, is an HBCU even offering like um, high level degrees? Like are they, when I say high level, I don't mean like a PhD or a master's. I mean like, you know, a a worthy, a noteworthy degree or, you know, um, a current degree. One that is not like completely out of um, touch with what's happening now and in the next five to 10 years, you want your degree to kind of not be obsolete when you graduate. So, you know, what's your take on HBCUs and are they providing appropriate, uh, experience, 
you know, based on your experience, you haven't been long time graduate uh, from the undergrad program there uh, at your HBCU, A&T. So tell us a little bit about that. Like, how are they relevant? Um, I'm about to go on 10, ten years graduated from A&T. Wow. Ten years. <laughs> ten years. I take so that back, I'm, man. You getting old. You catching you know, up. You know I'm 31. So um, wow, that's true. You did all that before you were 30, but you're 31 now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So so with with the relevance of HBCUs today, HBCUs made HBCUs and their impact made people ready for what's going on today. Right. When you speak of the, the civil rights movement, when you speak of <clears throat> the 1800s and when while slavery was going on, it was a man named Richard Humphreys that donated $10,000, uh, no, 10,000 acres and some money yes. to create the Institute for the Colored Youth, which is now Cheney University of Pennsylvania, yes. which was established in 1837. And then also- so, but, the, but they always kind of argue about Cheney and- uh... Lincoln. And Wilberforce being the first to, um, like, which one was first? And then. So, so Lincoln University, so, so Lincoln. Wilberforce, mm-hmm. yeah, Lincoln University of Pennsylvania. Yeah, but, but that it's, wasn't it's the, the first. It's, it's, no, it's, it, that's, that's the battle. It's, it's the Lincoln. The battle is between Wilberforce and Cheney. No, it's, it's not, it's, it's not, it's, it's, it's not Dr. Cameron. I'm going to look Lincoln, that one up. Yeah, so <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's a battle between the established 1837 and then Lincoln University of Pennsylvania being the first HBCU to grant degrees in 1854. Okay. And then Wilberforce University being the first privately owned HBCU by black people. Right. So that's, that's always been the battle. So where has Lincoln and Cheney been there? Because they're both, they're both in Pennsylvania. And there's also Lincoln, Lincoln likes to say, that they were the first one to grant degrees to African Americans, therefore they were the first HBCU. Okay. But when I it see. comes to the when it comes to the establishment uh-huh. of HBCU institutions, right. um, Cheney okay. University uh, was established first. Look, in he's giving us some history, man, because this is like really something that people talk about. You know, and just like right. they talk about the first HBCU um, college football game between Livingstone College so, and Johnson, and C. Johnson Smith, C. Smith, who won, mm-hmm. who didn't win, and it's still a like. It's still up in the air about who really won. <laughs> yeah, well, it was Middle Institute about, at that time, not Johnson C. Smith at that time. Yeah, um, and then when you when you think about just the contributions of those that attended HBCUs, Dr. King, Nikki Giovanni, um, say it. You had uh, Thurgood Marshall, um, Stokely Carmichael, uh, yeah. Mary McLeod Bethune, and yes. everything that everything that they left here for us, they left yeah. a blueprint. Right. For us to be able to walk through right now, um, and then when you also think about the athletes um, from past and now, you have some athletes that are start, uh, top one hundred recruits yes. that are going into a transfer a transfer portal, going from a PWI yes. to a HBCU. Right. Then you think about even in the state of Virginia, there's a black HBCU grad that owns the biggest. A black-owned beauty supply store, and she's a woman. Right. Just think, and there's so many spaces where HBCUs dominate. Yes. Um, And even when we think about the the power of the degrees, over fifty percent of African American professionals graduated from historically black colleges and universities. That's a fact. From your judges, from your medical workers to 
um, health care, to mm -hmm. educators, to entrepreneurs, yes. even the chairman of Microsoft, he's a FAMU grad. Yeah. Um, and then you have the, the CEO of Sam's Club that was mm -hmm. Wendy Spellman. Yes. And then you have it's just so much. It's, and even yeah. to even to professional sports, you have a lot of HBCU grads that's mm -hmm. doing major, major things yeah. and winning awards and it's HBCU you, you to sum it up, um, Dr. Kim Ray, you can't talk about the United States of America or the world, even to the point that the first president of Ghana, Africa went mm -hmm. to Lincoln University of Pennsylvania and Albert wow. Einstein taught some classes wow. at Lincoln. You can't wow. talk about the world without talking about the contributions of those that attended HBCUs. Say so, it. so the so awesome. The, the, so that the that that leads me into my question about even like that. So I know you and I were kind of posting about this on our social media platforms, and that these young folks, you know, um, as it pertains to Black Lives Matter today, and what we're talking about, and how the the how passionate and intense we are right now about what's going on in our nation and the changes that we are seeking, and that are slowly, you know, gradually happening. Um, Arguably. Um, and so uh, how would you because we've talked about how these athletes, you know, these young men, these young black boys and girls when they're going off to college, you know, like if we can if we can establish a new rapport with our HBCUs as it relates to um, or, or not a new rapport, but more like more pouring into back into, you know, the, the HBCU athletics and and looking at giving them a second and third look uh as well as a first look now you know um to mm -hmm. to you know playing playing sports at HBCUs versus going to that 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 traditionally white institution that's you know D1 or or whatever and HBCUs are D division 1 uh, you know we know that but um i'm just referring to you know like how they might take a different deal instead of coming back back home you know to an hbcu school to shine and show out and put our name the, our institutions on the map so you know i know we talked about that about some young men um how, is that is that like trending now like what's happening in social media as it relates to uh young men and women um athletes or that are are they, you know, talking about going back to these institutions now because of what's happening in our nation? Yes, they are. Um, so you, you remember, uh, I think Monet Davis, mm -hmm. uh, Monet Davis, she was the, like, as a, as a young girl, yeah. she was one of the first pitchers. She was the first female pitcher to do a, a perfect game or something, something like wow. that, I think. Um, and she attends Hampton University right now. Okay. And then you have the number the number one point guard, Mikey Williams, that straight up told them that I want I'm considering going to a HBCU. Yeah. And I understand that the narrative is that black uh talent goes to go to predominantly white institutions. Yeah. And let's speak about just that, right? Yeah. Um uh, when it comes to predominantly white institutions, mm -hmm. the way that they get our talent is yes. they promote the, the greater quality of a facility, yes. the greater quality of a coaching staff, the greater quality of so much, right. they give you so much money, et cetera. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But Mikey Williams as a as a high school senior, I believe, yes. said that we are the ones that make the money for all these schools when it comes to advertising dollars, when it comes to marketing when it comes to just the prestigiousness of it yes. and he said because of the climate that we're in mm -hmm. that we we need to start considering hbcus 
and going back to HBCUs because when you think about the historical relevance of sports, when it pertains to HBCUs, yes. HBCUs used to dominate PWIs. Absolutely. Winston Salem State University, the CIAA, Big mm -hmm. House Games, mm -hmm. uh, Shannon Sharp, mm -hmm. that's on undispute, undisputed, um, went to went to Savannah, Savannah State, State Univers University. And um, e did you even know, um, Dr. Kim Ray, that the first NBA player, the first black NBA player went to HBCU? Really? Named Earl Lloyd from Kentucky State University. Wow. K-E-S-U, they call it. K-Y-S-U. K-Y-S-U. Yeah, that's what it yeah. is. Yeah. Um, wow. So, so, so now there's so much support that's coming back to HBCUs. Yeah. And it's it's a very very beautiful thing very do you think thing. that we could possibly i mean because i when i put this uh some of these articles out there about these athletes and i you know i was wondering if it's possible and and people were saying it's no it's no way possible and things like that and i was like well if we really get behind the movement like if 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 the if the heavy hitters the oprahs the the jay-z's the p diddies and even these athletes that went to these institutions that ended up being professional athletes um or playing overseas in some way where they you know could could pour back into you know the hbcu that they either went to or that they have some affiliation or affinity to you know um do you think that it's possible for us to literally flip it back to the the the, the beginning like the the foundation most mm -hmm, most, the original most, most definitely and i um I, when, it, when it comes to when it comes to the marketing and advertising of a hbcu we can't just uh wait on admissions counselors to do it that's right, right. grassroots <clears throat> it has to be grassroots and there's a movement that i can't quite speak on right now yes. that's being developed that i'm a part of wow that's that's going to assist wow. with that um and even to the power hbc pride nation yes the way that we've been able to develop and promote mobilize. hbcus and mobilize mm -hmm. a lot of high school students and their parents say they thank us because we push them to go to an HBCU. Yes. And sometimes even, even high school students, they hit us to speak to their parents on the phone. Dude, it's no, it's, it's no experience like it. So I want you to tell uh, the people a little bit about your Hillman experience. Like what is, what is this Hillman experience event that you had, that you host? And, and how does that, um, you know, put, put us, put HBCUs more on the map and mobilize and get everybody understanding more about why we need to to support our HBCUs? Um, so the Hillman experience derives from a different world, yes. Hillman College. When, yeah. when um, Hillman College- it's COVID now. Right. <laughs> 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 okay, Dr. Kim Murray. Um, Hillman, Hillman College and the show, A Different World, tripled enrollment for historically black colleges and universities in the 90s. Yes. However, however, the episodes and the basis on which they were created still yes. exist today. So understanding that and understanding that my goal is to merge the intergenerational gap of HBCU graduates of yesterday and prospective stu HBCU students of today, yes. I developed the Hillman experience. So I basically transform urban high schools into Hillman College, yeah. and we have we have panel discussions, we have um, pet rally, mm -hmm. we have a HBC restricted college fair mm -hmm. um, where like fifty HBCUs come and and uh, admit students on the spot. 
Wow. And you, so you wave the, the, you get them to waive the application fee and stuff like that sometimes. Mm -hmm. Wow. And um, over the past like three years, cause we haven't done it in a while, but it's coming That's back. So impactful. That is so um, life changing. And think about it like this, cause you, 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 you lived in Charlotte. Absolutely. We did it at West Charlotte High School, and it about brought me to tears, right? Because of wow. the fact that I woke up in the morning, and I was like, "Oh my God, I'm doing it. We're doing this event on Bates Fort Road, mm -hmm. where some students don't even know what college look like. That's right. But but these students can come to my event that yeah. I'm putting on, and I lie to you not that day that they came to the event. Yeah, it was like 1.5 million dollars in scholarships that was awarded to these what? students in one day. Y'all hear that? $1.5 million in scholarships. This man right here had had yeah. at his event. Wow. Yeah. That's yeah. that's that's just that's just truly, truly changing, like like life changing. Wow. Ooh, Ooh. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Um. <laughs> right. So 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 okay, because I know where um the clock is ticking. So I want to ask you, um, as far as the uh, like, I, I heard a lot about this Operation HBCU 103. Like, what what was the concept behind that? And like, was it more of like a um, let's get everybody amped up on social media about HBCUs that you? Wow, well, I haven't done that in a while either. Look at you! <laughs> you better talk. Uh, so, Operation HBCU 103. I took 103 straight days to highlight every HBCU and create content around who is the president, what is the mascot, what is the history, who is the SDA president, the whole nine. Wow. And um, we, we did it for 103 straight days. Yes. And the kicker is that it increased our engagement by 30,000 in two months. Wow. Yeah. So, so that means that like you literally know the recipe to build somebody's brand um by engagement on social media too then right i mean yeah. i know we said that earlier but this really makes it hit home to those that don't quite understand what you do and what what your expertise and skill set is and your talent yeah yeah that's yeah. awesome and that's how you're able to connect with the young people right you mm -hmm. know that are that are thinking about going to college or even the non-traditional uh, students that might be, you know, trying to figure out what college they want to go to because they didn't get to go to college right out of right. high school. So right. yeah, it's, it's it's all about that too. Um, and it's about, and it's also about, um, it's also about understanding that everybody wants their story told. Yeah. The more the more that you tell someone's story, the more that support comes to you. Right. Right. Absolutely. That's a, your testimony, and 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 then yeah, it's it's feeding, and then giving, and then receiving, not without looking to be receiving anything. Yeah, that's yeah. absolutely right. So then, what knowing that, knowing uh, what we've kind of talked about and things like that, what would be your biggest uh, piece of advice to leave these young people with, uh, or non-traditional students to to like what what if they're listening today right now, which which we know that we have some listeners in here today that um are of that age. So what, what would you say to them about uh, selecting an HBCU? Like, I, I know we kind of touched on it, but do you have, like, any advice as it relates to them directly? Every, every big HBCU isn't for everyone. Every small HBCU isn't for everyone. Mm -hmm. um, do, do your research and also follow these institutions on social media So because you have even more access to the people. Wow, now, that's good. And then also also send emails to 
your potential professors, your 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 HBCU president, um, your admissions counselor, and build relationships before you even get accepted. Right. I see. Okay. So you 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 do your own research. It's kind of like you know we're talking about get out and vote, get out and vote to make some change in our communities. The same thing when when it deals with your life. You know, yeah. when you look for a job, you you go and you research the company. You just don't say, oh, I'm going to go apply for any job that I see that is hiring. Right. You look yeah. for the company that is going to be a good fit for you. You don't make them yeah. be the one, the decider. So it's the same thing with education, right? Yeah, even to the point of like two days ago. Did you know that the first successful black fashion mo model in the world went to HBCU? No, I don't think I knew that. But who are you referring to? It's, she's from Wally College. Wow. I, I have Wally College. Okay. Um, and just being able to study, like even some of some of the first politicians, like the first, I think mayor of Baltimore, the first black mayor of Baltimore went to a HBCU and went to Coppin State. Like there's Coppin so State. many, there's there's so many firsts yes. from HBCUs. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. So you can be you can be one too, because there's a lot of uh, areas that have not been tapped into, like like you just were saying about um the first uh who did you say that just um did something recently and they were the first and they're and they're it they're young like they just did it as i, I can't even think of who we just talked about because we talked about so many people yeah we but did. um <laughs> <laughs> so let me ask you this then um what else do we need to know before we go as far as hbcus and i'm gonna i'm gonna ask the i'm gonna ask the tell you to tell the people how to find you and things like that but what okay. do we need to know before like we get we get to that part like a, one last thing that maybe i didn't touch on or you know that you feel like we need to know that's important about HBCUs that maybe I haven't discussed with you today. If you sleep on HBCUs, you're sleeping on yourself. Mm. It's time to wake up. It's time to wake up. Yeah. Yeah, it's time to wake up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we that's can, the best way to sum it up. We can definitely, I love it. It's, it's, it's deep. It's moving. It's profound. Cause you don't have to say a whole lot to mean a whole lot. And um, yeah. that, 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 that meant a whole lot. And I think that we can, you know, shed some light that these institutions do really matter. It's just, it's just as, Im as important or as imperative as, you know, um, black lives matter. And um, <laughs> we're not saying that uh, white or other people are not invited to, or be a, be a part of the HBCU experience, but we cannot lo lose the history and the legacy that um, HBCUs has brought to, you know, our uh, community and our own society. Um, and yeah. so it's, it's important. Um, education, the last thing I want to say is it relates to higher education and HBCUs specifically and black, the black community, um, is that we are obviously in a, a different period right now uh, with the whole Black Lives Black Lives Matter movement uh, really taking mm -hmm. over. And, um, you know, it's not just about police brutality, the issues that we're dealing with today. We are dealing with systematic racism. And um, when, as it relates to a higher education, you know, we have a bigger and more uh, conversation that we could talk about in the next episode, right, Travis? Um, you know, where ed the education itself is, um, you know, at a at a halt for a lot of young people today 
um, because of the price, the cost. It's it's uh, it's inaccessible, inaccessible, and it's it's um, you know, it's unaffordable, and um, so it's an opportunity to kind of learn and see, you know, like you said, it's not for everybody. It's not for mm-hmm. everybody. Um, but the experience might be for most people, the experience, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes mm-hmm. you don't come out most of the time. We don't come out with using the degrees that we've gotten in our undergrad. Although I think you are, but someone like me did not necessarily, I didn't end up using the degree that um, I originally yeah. got. And that's, that's data. That's numbers, you know, say that that happens to a lot of people. And so with that said, you know, it's, it's, uh, I wouldn't take anything from my experience though. You know, my college Mm -hmm. experience was, it, it, it's, it grow it, it develops you, you know, into the greatest thing in the world, the best four years of your life. Right on, right on. And I think yours were even better because you were at the North Carolina A&T State University for undergrad. Whereas and then also a, just a getting involved. Get when you Absolutely. go to when you go to college, get involved. Yeah, you make it. College is what you make it. You know, you can yeah. you can you can end up like saying this is too much. It's too hard. But um, if you really engage with your professors, even or your colleagues, your student, your fellow students, your cohort, whatever you want to call them, you know, things can really shape up for you. You can overcome. There, I mean, because. We can talk about this all day about how much I cried about different uh, assignments that I had in undergrad and was ready mm-hmm. to just call it a day, you know, and I had great motivators to keep me motivated. But, um, you know, it's uh, it's 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 definitely the experience that I want to like tap into and just just share that 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 is important for your development yeah. as a person, you know, your 360 yeah. degrees of development into uh, that, 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 that self-awareness, self-actualization point, Maslow's hierarchy. But um, so yeah. where can we find you, big little brother? Where, where can we find you? Big little brother, I'm, that's what I'm going to call you. My name is Travis P. Jackson. <laughs> um, you can find me at I am Travis P. Jackson and uh, at HBCU Pride Nation. Okay. My name is... I am Travis P. Jackson. He is Travis P. Jackson, and so that's why you can Dr. find him. Kim Ray. I am Travis P. Jackson. Yes, so I enjoyed this so much with you today. I don't want to hold you or my listeners any longer, but we had a great conversation, and, and it was a great uh, first episode for me. I'm, I, I, was, I have to admit, a little bit nervous, but I have this, uh, this encore presentation of an interview that you and I had, Travis, uh, a few weeks ago and we were talking about you know hbcus as well but from my <laughs> perspective and my experience mm-hmm. and my um you know history and you were interviewing me right so mm-hmm. i i'm going to bless the listeners with an encore interview uh with a little bit different conversation um, because it was about me and my story versus uh travis and his story which we have two very different stories but we still have the same passion for HBCUs and uh, Pride as well. So um, thanks for tuning in, everybody. And uh, be sure to look out for that Encore presentation. Thank you so much, Travis P., for checking in with me today. And uh, yeah, we, we, we will be in touch. And I definitely want my Black Lives Matter mask, too. Don't forget about me. All right, girl. <laughs> oh, and I need those, you, new, those new HBCU Pride hats, right? Mine's on the way, right? I ordered yes. the black one that you got. Those just dropped a few days ago, right? Mm-hmm. I already got mine on the way. Y'all better get yours. All right, yes, Travis. Man. Peace. All right, Dr. Kim, right? I love you too. Peace. Bye.